2: And if you cannot respect yourself in a marriage, then how can you expect your husband to respect you? How can you go ahead and expect your husband to trust you when it's just not there? Girl, imagine a life where you feel supported, connected, and understood. I get it. Being a mom is hard, especially when you're spinning so many plates. We exhaust ourselves trying to create the perfect life for our family. You deserve to enjoy your family without the stress perfectionism brings. On this podcast, I provide practical and relatable life experiences. I teach women quick and easy to use strategies to help them reclaim their identity, reignite their marriage and enjoy their children. If you're ready to be challenged, then pull up a chair, grab pen and paper because it's about to go down. I'm Veronica Cisneros, a licensed marriage and family therapist and this is the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. Hey, ladies, welcome to Empowered and Unapologetic. I am your host, Veronica Cisneros. I'm super excited to record this episode because a good amount of you have been sending me questions and most of the questions, it's kind of like it's on repeat. A good amount of you are struggling with similar issues. So what I did was myself as well as Naranda had went ahead and gathered a couple of questions that are commonly asked and I will be answering them here on the podcast. So let me go ahead and get right to it. One of the ladies that listens to the podcast had asked, How can my husband and I regain certain values we once had for each other, which I believe are a strong foundation for a healthy relationship? But unfortunately, we've had a bit of a fallout and have slowly lost those values, which are trust and respect. Can anybody relate? I can understand how you might be scared, especially since trust and respect is slowly going out the window. I can understand how you might even compromise your own needs just to meet his for fear of losing the relationship. I'm here to tell you, though, that that is a huge mistake that most women make. And what that mistake is, is you lose sight of who you are and you try to please and appease your husband. Just so you can keep the relationship. And although this is big and it means so much to you, what ends up happening is resentment starts to not only build, but you start to lose your own identity. And so this is a common mistake most women make in an attempt to save their marriage. Ladies, I'm going to tell you what men, when they become overwhelmed, they do shut down. And it's not because they stop loving you, it's because they don't know how to address the situation. And so when they don't know how to address the situation and it's not something that they can fix, they do what is familiar for them and shutting down is one of those things. They also slowly start to disconnect because they don't know what to say to fix or remedy the situation. So I've gathered a few steps to help you through this process. The biggest thing I will say is to make sure you respect yourself. You got to respect yourself. I know you want respect in the relationship, but I want you to think about how can I best show up for myself? Going into this mode of pleasing and appeasing others is not respecting yourself. Matter of fact, that's actually really, it's its disrespecting yourself if I can be just quite frankly honest. It's completely disrespecting yourself. And if you cannot respect yourself in a marriage, then how can you, how can you expect your husband to respect you? How can you go ahead and expect your husband to trust you when it's just not there? And so in order for you to build up that respect, I want you to identify what are your non-negotiables? What are the things that you're not willing to negotiate on? And yes, yes. Even if you feel like your marriage is falling apart, even if you feel disconnected from your husband, you can definitely identify your non-negotiables. Veronica, what are non-negotiables? I'm so glad you asked. Non-negotiables are things that we are not willing to go ahead and We're not willing to let go of. We're not willing to compromise. So a non-negotiable might be, I am not willing to be yelled at or cursed at in a conversation. That is my non-negotiable. The minute you curse at me, the minute you yell at me, that's when things go out the window because I'm not tolerating it. Another non-negotiable would be certain certain values that you have. It might be that you're not going to allow your husband to disrespect your family or speak poorly about them. Those might be non-negotiables. I'm not going to tolerate somebody being disrespectful to me nor my family. Those are the non-negotiables that I'm talking about. So that is your first step. Another thing when you feel like trust, love, and respect is out of the window is speak up. Speak up. Open up. I know how scared you might be. I know, matter of fact, I talked about this in the last episode, episode 100. I know how scary it is. When you feel as if your marriage is just going down a path that you least expected. And I know you want to do everything you can to remedy the situation. But when you lose sight of yourself and you do not speak up, then nothing happens. Nothing changes. So it is extremely important you identify what exactly do you want What is it that you want from the relationship? What do you need? What are your wants? What are your needs? And really hone in on finding out what that is. A good amount of us don't know how to identify what our needs are. And so we stay locked up in this trap of asking our husband to what his needs are or asking our friends. But I'm here to tell you that's going to be completely different than what you really want. So I would definitely sit down and identify what those needs are and speak up, have a conversation about what those needs are. And if they fall on deaf ears, then I want you to be open and honest about what your needs are and identify how you can go ahead and start to work up, work on these yourself. And you're working on these so you can start building up your level of confidence, your your sense of identity and really hone in on building that love and respect in the relationship with yourself. Once you start building this up in the relationship with yourself, then it it just starts to go ahead and develop in your current marriage. Another golden rule I often tell all of my clients is to have boundaries, be able to set and respect boundaries. Ladies, for those of you that don't know what a boundary is, a boundary is when we tell people how to communicate and behave around us, what's okay, what's not okay. And so we're setting up these boundaries on what are things that are acceptable, what are things that are unacceptable. So we're teaching people how to behave around you is essentially what this is. And so really identifying what are these boundaries and why is it so important I set these boundaries. Why is it so important I set these boundaries with my partner? I'm going to tell you right now, a relationship without boundaries is a relationship on the path towards divorce. Hear me again. A relationship without boundaries is a relationship on the path towards divorce. I remember when Willie and I were first early on in our marriage. I remember not knowing how to set boundaries and I remember being more of an aggressor like compromising his needs and his wants to fulfill my own. Like I've told you guys before, it's not something I'm proud of, but this is what I would do. I would do it over and over because this is what I thought made sense. This is what I thought needed to happen because I needed to be in control of the relationship. And if I didn't have control of the relationship, then the relationship was going to go nowhere. And I wasn't in tune with my emotions and I was so afraid I was so afraid of being open and honest with him. And so what that would look like in our relationship is I would tell him to do things and then he would shut down. And when he shut down, I didn't know what to do with that. So I would probe, probe, probe. I would do it over and over trying to get him to just open up and share and be emotionally available. But what I didn't realize was what I was doing was only setting it up deeper and deeper, farther and farther away from me. And that's not what I wanted at all. I didn't want that. I craved love. I craved attention. And all of those things that I was doing were not only incorrect, but they were extremely unhealthy. But nobody taught me any different. Another thing I would highly recommend is whatever you say, you gotta do. So if you set up boundary, make sure that there's consequences with those boundaries. If you communicate your needs, then follow through with meeting your own needs. It is very, very important to follow through on your word. Otherwise, there is no way you can build respect and trust in a relationship when you're not following those guidelines yourself. And so what I'm essentially saying is don't say anything you don't mean. So if you're going to set up a consequence, it can't be something along the lines of, and I hear this often from women, it can't be something along the lines of if you don't do it, I'm never going to talk to you again, or I'm not going to talk to you for the entire month. That's not true. It's not true. And let's just be honest. You're, you are going to talk to him more than likely you're going to talk to him because you guys have kids and you can't go a whole month without talking to him. And if you do How are you going to be? Is that something you even want? Because if it's not what you want, then the relationship's going to go nowhere. One of the ladies had asked me, also falling in line with this, I understand taking the moment to calm down or to end a conversation when it's toxic. But oftentimes I feel that I set a boundary. For example, I will not continue to be talked to like that. I will not allow you to disrespect me or belittle me. And I walk away if it continues. You mentioned this as a consequence for his action. But what about after the dust has settled? No apology. Maybe even no acknowledgement. And then I feel like I am avoiding those feelings again to not poke the bear. It's not every time we talk or argue but it's enough that it feels like I shouldn't have to remind my partner to be mindful of how he is speaking to me. I feel like I'm not setting a substantial consequence. I don't want to leave, but I don't want our son growing up thinking it's okay to talk to mommy or women or anyone in general that way. Yeah, I I totally agree. I totally agree. However, this when you set a boundary, it's a boundary that you have to set over and over again, and it is so important, especially when respect and trust has has I don't want to say gone because it doesn't sound like it's completely gone. Let me read her question her question again. How can my husband and I regain certain values we once had for each other, which I believe are strong foundation for healthy relationship. but unfortunately we've had a little bit of a fallout and have slowly lost those values which are true which are trust and respect. So my question is, How have you slowly lost those values? What are you doing? That's part of the issue. What are you doing right now to set this relationship up for trust and respect to be out the window? And don't get me wrong. I understand that we get frustrated after so much time. And you're right. You know, as that other lady had said, I don't want to have to remind my husband over and over. And so here's my answer to that question. Don't. Don't, you don't have to remind him you changing and putting into action. These behaviors is what's going to remind him because you're not going to continue a conversation. If he's yelling at you, you're not going to continue a conversation if he's cursing at you. And it is extremely important. You come back to the conversation. Otherwise nothing happens. And so what I mean by that is, if you're telling him, listen, if you're going to continue to curse at me, if you're going to continue to talk badly, badly about my family, then I'm going to walk away. I'm going to remove myself from this conversation. And you walk away or you go for a drive, right? And then you come back. Well, now you come back. And when you are calm, when you are calm, you ask him, hey, the conversation we had, I took some time to think about it. I would like to have a conversation with you, but again, I'm not going to be cursed at. And then let's say you start to open up and you start to have that conversation, right? And he does it again. He does it again. I'm going to teach you a script that I want you to follow through with that will really enhance your ability to not only have an honest conversation with your partner, but stick to those boundaries. It's a script that I totally snagged from Marsha Linehan, who is the creator of dialectical behavioral therapy. And in one of her modules, Interpersonal Effectiveness, she teaches us a skill that's focused on the acronym. And let me give you the acronym, Dear Man. Dear Man. So I'm going to go ahead and break down Dear Man for you. The first step is describe the situation. The other day when you and I were having a conversation, you yelled and cursed at me. Next step, express your emotions. I felt dismissed and unheard. Next step, assert yourself. Now, asserting yourself is when you're asking for what you want and what you need. It's also part of setting a boundary. Moving forward, when you and I have conversations... I would appreciate it if you did not yell and curse at me. Now you're going to reinforce it. Veronica, how do I reinforce it? Well, I'm going to tell you. You reinforce it by basically letting him know that by doing what you're asking him to do, it will benefit the relationship and share with him how. So if you are able to have a conversation with me, and not curse and not yell at me, I'll be able to also show my love and respect for you. It works both ways. This will enhance our level of communication. And this will also allow me to feel closer to you. Because when you yell, when you scream, I'm not going to lie, I disconnect. And that's not what I want to do. And I understand you're frustrated. I'm frustrated too. But we can find different ways of having conversations that don't involve yelling or being disrespectful to one another. Ladies, while you are doing it, it is very important you are mindful. You are mindful. What do I mean by that? Well, he's probably going to take you down a rabbit hole. He's probably going to want to take you down a rabbit hole. Hell, you're going to probably want to go down a rabbit hole where you bring up things from the past. Stick to the subject. And only stick to the subject. You want to have a conversation about last week? Okay, that's not, this is not the time. You are gonna to stick to this topic and only this topic. If you go round and round, you're gonna lose him. And not only that, but you also provide him the opportunity to go ahead and go round and round as well and bring up the past. And that's what we don't want. So stay mindful. The next step is A appear confident. Nobody is going to listen to you. If you appear as if you don't know what you're saying as if you appear cowardly as if you appear too aggressive, nobody's going to want to listen to you. Hell, I'm not going to want to listen to you because I'm going to feel like you're going to yell at me or I'm going to feel like, Oh, she doesn't even respect what she's saying. Why should I? So we want to make sure you appear confident and you might have to write this down why aren't you writing it down? I hope you have a pen and paper mama, because you know, anytime I teach you, you guys have to have a pen and paper in hand. So it is very, very important. You appear confident in what you're saying, and you are going to stick to the topic and only the topic. The last step is negotiate. Hear me when I say this, negotiate, not where you're compromising yourself, not where you're compromising your needs, but be open to negotiations. He's going to have some thoughts. Well, you know what? I do curse and I do yell and it's not my intention. Can you give me five minutes? You might even ask him, you know, what are things that might be helpful? What are things that I do that you feel dismissed? Or what are areas in this conversation that you don't feel heard? And I will work on those too. But you want to be willing to negotiate. And he might say, you know what? There are times that I curse. But if I notice that you're walking away and I'm able to calm myself down, can we continue the conversation? And that's where you get to decide yes or no. Remember, you also have to be mindful of where you're at too and how you might also be a part of this problem. Yes, I'm totally calling you out. You want to be mindful of where you're at and how you might be a part of the problem because you might also be triggering him and not that that's what you need to fix. You do not need to fix his triggers. Those are his triggers. He needs to work on those. But it's also okay okay and very important for you to be mindful of what his triggers are. And so when you guys are at this calm state, you guys are able and capable of having these in-depth conversations, not losing sight of that trust and respect. And so to answer your question, it is not impossible. It is not impossible to regain trust and respect in your marriage. It is very important that you are aware of how you might be part of the issue. My husband and I just don't connect anymore. It's like a hamster wheel we've been on that we just can't seem to get off of. Does this sound familiar? I know you probably feel alone and unappreciated in your marriage. I know that you have put your family ahead of your own needs and try to avoid conflict as much as possible. I know you struggle with not feeling loved the way you want to feel loved. I also know that you hate to admit it, but the laundry and the dishes get way more action than your husband. Whether you're currently feeling disconnected from your husband or are sick of the blow-ups, it's time for change. And nothing will change if nothing changes. As a therapist, I have worked with hundreds of women just like you, ready for change. I have provided them with a step-by-step tailored plan to strengthen their marriage and reconnect with their husband. Are you ready? Are you ready? Then what are you waiting for? Valentine's Day is just around the corner and I want to personally invite you to join me for my live two-hour workshop, Reconnect With Your Husband, an online workshop to help you reconnect with your husband so you no longer feel like roommates. In this workshop, you will learn how to get your needs met, how to reconnect when you feel disconnected, how to build appreciation and respect in your marriage, and of course, how to set and respect your own boundaries. Mama, this is an online two-hour workshop with exclusive access. So only those that sign up will have complete access to not only the live, but also the replay. I will also be answering your questions. Ladies, you're not going to want to miss this. Go ahead and sign up now by going to empoweredandunapologetic.com forward slash workshop. Again, that's empoweredandunapologetic.com forward slash workshop. Workshop. See you there. And so, again, you want to practice the skill, dear man. Describe the situation, like I did earlier. Express your emotions. And you want to give about two or three emotions. The next step is assert yourself, communicating what you want and what you need. R is for reinforce. Reinforce. It's sort of like giving him a reward, letting him know by him doing this, he will receive the the relationship will be better because of what? That's what you're saying. The man part, right? The man part of that acronym, dear man, is how you are going to be during that conversation. You are going to be mindful. You're going to stick to the conversation and the topic at hand. You are going to appear confident. So do not have this conversation if you are at level 10, ladies. That's not when you have this conversation. Do not have this conversation where you're in that avoidant phase. Do not have this conversation where you're about to chop somebody's head off. Don't have that conversation then. Wait till you're calm. Wait till your emotions are in check to have the conversation, okay? That's how you're going to appear. appear confident and you're going to want to Be open to negotiations. Do not confuse negotiations with compromising yourself. We do not want to compromise ourselves ever because the minute you compromise yourself, you are now going to be triggered very, very easily. So it is very important. You are aware of where you're at, what this looks like and how you're feeling. This might be a bit scary that's okay. I want to validate you for a minute. It is going to be scary. This is one of the first times maybe you're going to have a conversation with him. I highly recommend you follow these steps and you follow the script. Do not go off the script. If you feel, if you start writing the script down and all of a sudden you're two pages in, two or three pages in, yeah, I see you. I see you. If all of a sudden you're two or three pages in, ladies, I'm going to tell you right now, stop. Stop and rewrite it because you're not practicing the skill I've taught. You're not practicing it at all. Now you're just going on this rant and nobody's going to listen to it. Okay. Sometimes you don't even want to listen to it. Let's just be honest. And some of the times you probably feel like, oh my God, here I go again. I'm sounding like a nag. Yeah, you are. You are because you went on this two, three page rant. Uh Uh-uh. You want to go ahead and it, it's probably going to be about 5 to 10 sentences. No more than 5 to 10 sentences. That's how you know you're on the right track. And be aware, be aware of whatever emotions you're experiencing. You can access a feelings chart by going to feelings.fillingschart.com. Again, that's Oh, let me make sure I'm doing it right. feelingswheel. feelingswheel.com. I'm so sorry I almost led you guys down the wrong road. Yeah, go to feelingswheel.com. And you'll be able to access a chart. I absolutely love this chart. We'll definitely put it on the show notes. But what I want you to do is I want you to look at the chart. I want you to identify the emotion that you're experiencing in that moment. And so in the middle of the chart, it has bad, fearful, angry, disgusted, sad, happy, or surprised. Once you've identified what you're experiencing emotionally, I want you to go to the outside layer. There's three layers to this chart. I want you to go to the outside layer and really hone in on what exactly am I experiencing? Am I experiencing judgment? Am I appalled? Am I nauseated, right? Am I feeling worried? Am I feeling inadequate? That's where I want you to go. I really want you to hone in on what am I experiencing? Because a good amount of us don't know what we're experiencing emotionally. Am I embarrassed? Am I feeling empty? Am I feeling ashamed, powerless, fragile, abandoned? What is it exactly? So hone in on that that emotion and express it. You know, I'm going to give you guys another example. Another example might be, you know, yesterday when you and I were talking and you didn't... I didn't feel acknowledged. Just and I went, yesterday when I you and I were having a conversation about the kids and the sports and the schedules and what this looks like. I felt com- uh, completely unappreciated. I felt completely disregarded. Notice how at no time am I saying you. At no time am I saying you totally disregarded me and you did this and you did this. Uh uh-uh. uh. Bring it back. Let's use I statements. What were you experiencing? Moving forward, when we do have conversations, I would like it if you and I made eye contact, right? I would like it if I, you know, we had eye contact. So that's what you want to say. Take a stay away from you. I would appreciate it if we had eye contact and we kept that eye contact going forward. I know it's not forever, but I would really appreciate it. And then you go into the reward by you and I, and by us, I said it, I'm guilty of it. I'm saying it myself, by us having that eye contact by us really being invested in the relationship. It would improve our relationship. It would improve our communication. And I really feel connected with you. I feel so connected with you when we're having those conversations. And they're really, really important to me. Ladies, it is crucial that we connect. And more importantly, the only way... A good I don't want to say the only way, but a good amount of us connect through conversation. A good amount of us connect through how we're feeling. So if we're able to express that with our partners, then we're at a good place. And they also, you will notice, they will also put down their guard because they're being communicated with. They're having a conversation with their partner. They're not being talked at. I actually did this exercise, I'm going to laugh, but I actually did this exercise years and years ago. I was working in a partial hospitalization program, right, um, at the hospital. And so what's a partial hospitalization program, Veronica? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. So a partial hospitalization program is one step down from somebody being 5150, if you guys have ever heard that term. So 5150 is when somebody's suicidal, they're a threat to themselves or others, and they go um, on a 5150 hold, which means they're hospitalized. I worked at a partial hospitalization program, which is one step below. So they're able to go home, but they're at the hospital Monday through Friday. And they're there from like about nine to about four o'clock Monday through Friday. So as I was working there, um, I tried this exercise. I was actually teaching this exercise to our patients and it was a really, really big group. And this guy was like, there is no way in hell this works. And I remember him raising his hand and He, (laughs) he was so set. He was like, this doesn't work. And I was like, awesome. Guess what you just volunteered yourself for? And he's like, what? And I'm like, you just volunteered yourself to be a part of this exercise that we're going to do. And he was like, oh, great. Here we go, Veronica. And I was like, no, we're doing it. We're doing it. So you totally volunteered. You're totally getting fallen told right now. So come on up, come on up to the prices Right. So here he is, this really, really tall man. And he was a bit, you know, stocky and he comes up and he's like, this does not work. Mind you, there's a group of patients. We had about 50 patients, right? So all of them are in the room looking at me and I'm like, oh my God, I hope this really works. But I knew it works because I've done it several times. So I was like, okay, I want you to give me a scenario and I want you to, I want you to go ahead and take me there. And he did, and he mentioned, I'm not going to go into detail because again, I have to make sure I I keep confidentiality, but he did. He expressed his frustrations around, you know, something that a conversation that him and his wife have had. And so I was like, all right, cool. So I'm going to go ahead and be you and you're going to be your wife. And he's like, Veronica, this is not going to work. This is not going to work. And I was like, trust the process, trust the process. I was like, it's okay, we're going to go through it. And I want you to give it to me exactly how your wife would give it to me. Let's go. And so I remember him starting off and him being so frustrated, so, so frustrated, right? He was mad and he was so excited because he got to take the place, the role of his wife. And he's like, oh, hell yeah, I wear the pants. I have all the power. And I'm going to tell you what, he initially started with standing up and yelling And I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to tell you what, by the end of me utilizing the skill, dear man, dear man, he had sat down, he was open, he was ready to have a conversation. And he was just like, holy shit, Veronica, I can't believe that worked. And I was like, yes, it totally works. I didn't think it would work either if I could be quite frankly honest when I first started learning about this skill, but I did it and I practiced it. I practiced it with my kids. And it worked. I practiced it with my husband and it worked. I practiced it with my mom. Yes, mom, I definitely practiced it with you and it worked. I practiced it with my sister, my brother, my friends, and it worked. So I'm here to tell you I know for a fact it works. And it's actually a skill that I teach my couples here in um, couples counseling when they're here in my office. And that's where I'm recording right now, it's my office. But it is a skill that is tried and true and definitely works. So, ladies, I definitely want to hear from you. You can follow me on Instagram, Empowered and Unapologetic is my tag name. You can follow me on Facebook, Empowered and Unapologetic. I also have a free Facebook group there. So, I would definitely love to hear what your experience is after utilizing Dear Man. All right, ladies, lastly. I want to personally invite you to a workshop that I'm hosting. Yes, I am wor- I'm hosting a two-hour workshop. I have asked my followers on Instagram. I've asked my followers on Facebook. What exactly do you want? What do you want? Valentine's Day is just around the corner. How can I help you? And I ended up, my, myself as well as my sister, Naranta, were trying to figure out exactly what you wanted. So we asked And we were flooded with things that you guys wanted. So then we narrowed it down to about three things. Once we narrowed it down to about three things, I am now here to confidently tell you we have it. You guys want a two-hour workshop, a live workshop, where it's an hour and a half of me teaching you and then half hour of me answering your questions live. All of this will be live And the topic you guys definitely want me to cover is how to reconnect with your husband. So I'm here to tell you, I developed that. It will be a two-hour workshop where you you will learn how to get your needs met, how to reconnect when you feel disconnected, how to build appreciation and respect, how to set and respect boundaries. Ladies, this workshop is for you. All you got to do is go to empoweredandunapologetic.com forward slash workshop, empowered and unapologetic.com forward slash workshop. I will see you there. Bye for now. Many women lose their own identity in the shadow of being a mom and a wife. We are a community of women who support each other. We leave perfectionism behind to become empowered and unapologetic. I want to personally invite you to join our girl game. It's a free Facebook community for women just like you. Go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash empowered and unapologetic. See you there. What's up, ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now, write a review, rate the episode, and subscribe. Don't forget to share it with your friends.
1: I know. I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol, we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever. But what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020, and since then, I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect deep down that glass or three of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together, all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today.
0: Hey there, this is Casey McGuire-Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking-obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst-case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen, and I hope you check it out.
1: I know. I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol, we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever. But what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020 and since then, I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect deep down that glass or three of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together, all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today.
0: listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there.
1: I know. I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol, we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever. But what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020, and since then, I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect deep down that glass or three of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together, all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today.